The following is a Tony Lozano podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks. So, Adam, you're telling me off uh, off air that yeah. uh, you're going to see some Premier League games. Uh, but That's right. There, there is a catch, right? They're not exactly uh, playing home games, and you're not going to England. They're coming here. Yeah, I know. I'm excited. So there's a, a massive group of uh, Premier League teams coming over. It's about eight or nine teams coming in. PL in the USA is what they're calling it. And uh, my friend and I, he's a big Newcastle fan. We're going to go down to Atlanta and watch Chelsea versus Newcastle at the end of July. So we're really excited about that. So wow. it should be fun. Yeah. And you were saying there's a game coming to Chicago, too. What is that? Yeah, so CONCACAF Gold Cup uh, tournament that uh, many years ago, you may even remember, we actually had the final in Chicago. Yeah, I went to that. But, yeah, so now we've got a, an opening round game. It's actually the first game for, for the United States men's team against Jamaica at Soldier Field June 24th. So some opportunities for us to watch the U.S. team at home. So we're excited about that. All right, that's all good news. Uh, I got some yeah. more good news. That's uh, Free Kicks is up now. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. So you know how uh, a few weeks ago we were talking about how ridiculously uh, uh, Arsenal fans uh, <laughs> <laughs> celebrate? I... I've got to give them credit. They are no longer doing that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> to be an Arsenal fan, it's like being a Chelsea fan. It couldn't get much worse of a day. What a performance by Manchester City. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, it was men against boys. It, it, the final score, in case you missed it, was 4-1. Um, yeah. But it wasn't that close. No, no. Definitely not. Yeah. Goals disallowed. Players just, they were just going through them. And this is, you got to remember, these are the top two teams. So you would expect it to be a little bit closer. And Ramsdale made a bunch of great saves, too. I mean, it could have yeah. been seven, eight, nine to one. I mean, it was just a crushing loss for Arsenal. I, I actually feel bad for him. It seems unfair to me that you allow Kevin De Bruyne and and Holland to be on the same team. It just doesn't seem yeah. fair. Yeah, and and as you as you said, I I can't see a team now that can beat Manchester City over a consistent amount of time. I mean, they they are the best team in the world. I mean, the nice thing is, you know, they're going to get to play against Real Madrid in the semifinals of the Champions League. That might be a nice test for them, but. It's it's theirs to lose now. You know, they're in the driver's seat, as many people predicted. You know, if they did this, did this, and they did it. So that's yeah. the nice thing. They're, they're in great shape. So, uh, yeah, two games in hand and only two points behind. Yeah, I mean, I think we can pretty much crown them at this point, don't you think so? I mean, who's going to beat these guys? I, I know you never say never. This is the Premier League, <laughs> That's true. so you never know. You never know, but you're, you, it's looking very good. I mean, if I'm a betting man, and we always talk about don't bet on the Premier League, but if you were a betting man, I think it'd be a fairly safe bet that you'll see that Manchester City are going to win the league this year. Uh, it's a shame that it didn't get down to the wire a little bit more, but yeah. 
it is what it is. Well, we both predicted that they would at the beginning of the season, which wasn't exactly a brave choice, but, uh, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And we certainly didn't pick Arsenal in the top four. So all credit to them. I mean, they've had a fantastic season so far. And, you know, there might be a blip. You never know. A couple of injuries, things could change. But it's certainly in Manchester City's hands. That's for sure. Actually, I did pick Arsenal in the top four. Oh, did you really? Yes. Well, there you go. I picked wow. a four, have... but... Okay. Yeah, there you go. Um, let's talk about that goal-scoring machine with the long blonde hair. Mm. Uh, he set the record for most goals in a Premier League season, uh, and there are still seven games left to go. <laughs> he has 33 goals in the Premier League this season. He has 49 goals in all competitions. This is... Uh, there, there's nobody that can cover him. No, he, he's he's at a different level. And, you know, it, it's so funny because even last year we were all talking about, God, if Manchester City just had a really good number nine, a good striker, they'd be, they'd be really, really good. And that's exactly what they got. They got that striker. And Pep has reinvented the team yet again. And he looks like every time he gets the ball – he looks like he's going to score. He really does. And, uh, yeah, he was – him and De Bruyne, two best players on the field by oh God. a long, long shot. Yeah, yeah. And Holland can pass the ball too. He's not just a scorer. And he's fast. Yeah. You know, no one – he can't ca- – people can't catch up with him. He's big. He, no one can, you know, body him. Uh, it's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, it's like these the, the perfect striker. It's like he's just been created to play this this particular role. And, and the turn he made to, to thread the ball into De Bruyne for the first goal was just tremendous. I mean, yeah. those are the types of things. So it's not about him just scoring goals. I mean, it's also him setting up goals too. And that's, that's what makes him such an all-round player. I think it's just it's tough that he's not playing on a world-class well, uh, national team that we would see more of him in the World Cup. And he might be a player that may never play in the World Cup, unfortunately, but we'll yeah, see. That's true. So uh, it does look like the uh, the league title is, well, let's just say that they definitely have uh, all the advantages. They are still two points behind, but they have two games in hand. Um, you know, seven games to go. I think we could look over the schedule and see that they're probably not going to lose another game. But as you mentioned... Anything can happen in the Premier League. Yeah. So let's look at the other battle that's going on because it, it does mm. look like uh, Manchester United and Newcastle have kind of locked up the third and fourth spots, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's looking like that. Um, I mean, they both – we're recording this on a Thursday. They're both playing today on a Thursday. The, the Premier League fixtures are a bit disjointed this week and that, you know, in terms of how everything's turning in. But, yeah, th- there's definitely a gap uh, that's kind of um, been created with fourth to fifth. Now, there could be uh, maybe a shortening of the gap depending on the games. And there's a little tease for our Premier League game of the week there. But, um, yeah, it's looking pretty good for Man United and Newcastle. And I think that... The biggest thing is they both have 59 points, but they both have games in hand of right. the teams below them. Right. So that's what makes it really difficult for anybody to try to catch up with them. And, and what's amazing is Newcastle, they have such a great goal differential, 29. 
I mean, that's amazing. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, they've had a very solid season. So the battle really now is for the Europa League. And why don't you tell everybody exactly how that works? Because we don't talk about yeah. that very often. Yeah, so the Europa League is basically the fifth spot. Uh, so they're guaranteed a spot in the Europa League, which is basically the second tier of um, European competitions, almost like the President's Cup, I guess you could say, if we compare it to USYS competitions. And then the sixth team potentially will get in as well, but they would have to qualify uh, potentially, uh, so they go through some qualifying games. So they end up having to play a little bit earlier. Sometimes they play some of those games in late July. Um, so they have to kind of get into preseason a bit earlier. And then the third tier, uh, like Tottenham is currently in seventh place. Uh, there's the potential of Brighton fighting for that spot. They would play in the Conference League, which is that third tier. So there's still opportunities for teams to play in Europe. Um, that's the competition that West Ham is currently doing pretty well in. Um, but, yeah, it's it's down to the wire when you look at those teams five through really really nine, I yeah. guess you could say, down to Brentford. Uh, they could be a really good opportunity for any of those teams to play in Europe next year. And right, <clears throat> excuse me, right now Aston Villa is in that fifth slot. Yeah. They had another win this week, and, and they are – they are surging. Um, Liverpool, yeah. another win. They're they're mm-hmm. in sixth now, and they're mm-hmm. they have a game in hand over Villa. And That's right. You, and as you mentioned, Tottenham has dropped down to seventh. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they kept dropping. Yeah, I mean, I guess the as a Chelsea fan, the only good thing that's happening is that Tottenham's just as worse, just as bad as Chelsea. My goodness, you know they they had a terrible performance on the weekend against Newcastle. I don't know if you saw that they were down five nothing after twenty one minutes. I did see it. It was uh, <laughs> it was pathetic. I mean, it was it. You know, it, I think the announcers were saying it looked like even Harry Kane had given up. You know, yeah. Uh, they they tried a whole different uh, formation that they had never done before. Oh, of course. Yeah, in the first 20 minutes, and that's when all the goals were scored. And, and then the coach said, well, yeah, maybe we should go back. And then, of course, by the end of the next day, he was fired. But, yeah, it didn't even. I don't. I, I think by the time he walked from the field to the <laughs> locker room, he was being told, uh, "You you don't need to come in tomorrow." Yeah. So yeah, just it hasn't worked out well at all. Uh, so they've now rehired uh, a previous interim manager in in uh, Ryan Mason, who's taken over from Stellini. But uh, yeah, I mean that was really the tough toughest part i mean with those five goals i mean there was videos of tottenham fans leaving i mean think <laughs> after 20 minutes it was the first time i've ever left the game after 20 minutes and and the newcastle is not an easy get place to get to so it's quite a quite a distance so they drove a long way and then they leave after 20 minutes so that's how frustrated they were when they got through that but you know I guess that's the uh, the only solace for me as a Chelsea fan that Tottenham's struggling just as much. You know, uh, I wasn't going to talk about Chelsea, but you brought him up. Uh, I know, I know. Um, I always do. I always have to, right? So yeah. people give me grief. Oh, it's, it's your podcast is just a Chelsea podcast. <laughs> no, it's not. It's just that 
I, I'm passionate about the team. I talk about them. I get frustrated, and this has obviously been a. Fr- and I'll I'll keep it to a minimum, but it's a mess. Let's be honest. It's it's definitely a mess. Is it possible that they'll fire Frank again before the end of the season? There's a good chance. I mean, I think you know the latest news is that uh, Pochettino is potentially going to come in. I wouldn't be surprised that uh, you know he might come in before the end of the season at least to try to study the shit. The the interesting thing is, and it goes to the other teams. Chelsea has to play Arsenal. They have to play Manchester City, and they have to play, I believe, Newcastle. They play, they got three of the top teams. If they wouldn't have won some of those games earlier in the season, they could have been dragged into a relegation battle, which is unbelievable. Yeah, um, because they just haven't won. I mean, they just haven't won. I think you know, obviously, Frank's lost all of the games that he's been yeah, coaching. All of them. So that's all of them. <laughs> not 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 good. I, I mean. <laughs> I was watching the game yesterday. You know, I was watching both Man City and the Chelsea game. Um, it, 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 they just don't look like they're going to score, and you can see the confidence down. And that's what they spoke about. Obviously, the confidence, and you can say that about probably Tottenham as well. Those both those teams have low confidence levels, and so uh, the only good thing with Tottenham is they were just a little bit higher in the league and. Uh, obviously, they've got to change your managers, so that might give them a bit of a bump. But trying to predict where everything else happens, you know, even Brighton, who played so well on the weekend, they lost yesterday, and Nottingham Forest wins. You know, it's just like, I, yeah, it just well, doesn't make sense. The other team that Frank was coaching this year, uh, Everton, yeah. is uh, in the relegation zone now, and uh, you know that would that would be that would be terrible for the Premier League if they if they dropped. If you, in my opinion, totally agree with you. And uh, you know, when you look at it, I think they had a statistic of Frank's last twenty games. He's only won one of his last twenty as a manager, which is not great. But Everton, um, yeah, they've got a big game today. I know we recorded on Thursday. They're playing Newcastle. Right. So, if, which is going to be extremely tough for them, no question. So, if they don't get anything out of that game, that puts them even deeper into trouble. Um, so, yeah, anything can happen. I mean, right now, some of these other teams are getting some points. Even Southampton was able to to get some points the other the other week, and Everton is in big trouble. There's no question. I actually watched uh, Leicester City. Uh, this week, and they looked okay. I mean, they they yeah. ended up with a draw, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, I could see them getting a couple of uh, nicking a couple of wins here and there uh, yeah, before the, yeah. the end of the season. So I that, agree that relegation battle. It's all it's all hands on deck. I, I'm still worried about Leeds United. Yes, Leeds definitely definitely struggle, and it's so funny when we're watching this. You know, we're so excited to watch and. Somebody, somebody even put it into perspective. I thought this was a really good perspective. These are the worst teams in the league, and we're getting excited about it. It's like, right. and you think about it, it's like, but that's the beauty of the Premier League because there's something to play for. Yeah, always the you know, we get into the relegation, promotion, you know, discussion, all that stuff. You saw that with Wrexham and how excited they were yeah. to get promoted, right? But now you have this. You know, down to the wire, five games left, four or five games left uh, for some teams. This is their season. This yeah. this makes or breaks them, and this is this is what it's all about. Yep. 
All right, now let's talk about the FA Cup because uh, yeah. those, those games were played over the weekend. And uh, for the first time, I think it's if, – if, tell me if I'm right about this. It's 140 years. Uh, there's a Manchester Derby in the yes. uh, in the finals. Yeah, yeah. They've played each other before in previous rounds, but never in the final. Yeah, this is exciting. It's the first time. So a uh, bit of a, a scrappy semi-final win for Manchester United over Brighton, but a yeah. lot of credit for them to to rebound after losing to Sevilla in the in the Europa League. Uh, they came back and won on penalties, and uh, for their uh, victory, they now play the best team in the world. So good yeah. luck to them. <laughs> See how that works out for you. And, but, yeah. and a rival, the rival that happens to be the best team in the world. That's the worst of all worlds, but uh, you oh, never know. Yeah. Stranger things have happened. I think uh, oh, yeah. the way uh, Manchester City looks at these final three, you know, the the, the treble, they call it, right? Yeah, that's um, right. You, you, They probably rank it this way, in my mind. Number one is the Champions League, because they have not had a chance to win that, and I know how much Pep wants that. Right, that's yeah, number one. Yeah. Then second is probably the title, right? The Premier League title. The FA Cup is probably third in their mind. So maybe, maybe they, uh, maybe Manchester United catches them on a uh, a day where their heart isn't in it. But it's doubtful. It's tough. It's tough. I mean, you you look at it. I I mean, they have a player that's probably played limited minutes this year. He hasn't played as much, and I know he wants to play more in Riyad Mahrez, who I think is still a fantastic player. Yeah. Scores a hat-trick. If I'm right, I don't think he played yesterday, did he? I didn't no, see him. I don't didn't. know. No. So he, he didn't even play. You score a hat-trick? Hey, sorry, you're <laughs> on the bench. I mean, that's that's the depth and strength of Manchester City. That's what makes it. Um, but that's what makes them possible to win the treble and the, the tough thing is this could be against their rivals and the last team to do that was obviously Manchester United when they won the treble as well in 1999 so this is going to be monumental uh, so Man United fans and the team have the opportunity to to stop them from doing that so at least it's in their hands yeah I, I, I also feel like we should do a shout out to Brighton um, oh yeah because uh, they really left it all on the field and I feel so bad for Sally March who uh, I'm going to call it the free kicks podcast jinx because <laughs> he was our guess the Premier League star last week and then that's right he and he is arguably their best player yeah and then he's the one that misses the penalty kick I know yeah, that was a tough one. I felt bad for him as well. Yeah, he's he's had such a good season. We talked him, we talked him up, but then yeah. that's what happens. All right. So Free Kicks is brought to you by the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. Illinois Youth Soccer has been proudly serving the Illinois soccer community since 1975. <laughs> Illinois Youth Soccer is a nonprofit corporation, official state association, and charter member of the U.S. Soccer Federation. Official State Association and Charter Member of U.S. Youth Soccer and administers U.S. Soccer Federation coaching programs, the Olympic Development Program, and U.S. Soccer Federation referee programs. For more information, go to IllinoisYouthSoccer.org. All right. Time for your favorite part of the show. 
Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? Uh, that is your favorite part of the show, but instead, it, it we're going to we're going to do this one. <laughs> Time now to guess the Premier League star. Oh I, it was funny because I was like, what did I just do for the last five minutes? <laughs> uh, we call that pulling a Lampard. Uh, that's what yeah. we call it. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Yeah, all right. Or so, so, Stellini. Or Stellini. Very, that's fine, too. All right, this uh, week's Premier League star is 29 years old. So he is a uh, established star. No one can say he is not. He has played professionally. In three different countries, his home country, France, and England. Okay. He's played 144 games for his current club, so he's been around for a while. He wears number three, but he plays the number six position, a defensive midfielder. Hmm. His two best friends on his team are his countrymen, one of which has announced he will be leaving the team after the year is over. Oh, okay. Hmm. I think I have an idea. Just trying to think of who it might well be. Um, He has 29 caps for his national team. Including in the last World Cup. Mm. Okay, I think I, I think I have a I think I have an idea. Does he play for Liverpool? He does. This is very good. And um, he's playing as a defensive mid- midfielder from Brazil. Yes. His teammate Firmino is leaving, so I'm going to go with obviously another you know Enio. Because that's what everybody is in, yeah. in Brazil. You're, yeah. you're an Inyo, right? Uh-huh. So it's like that was my. It was actually. I don't know if you ever knew this. This was my nickname at, when I would play college soccer. Howard Inyo. Was oh, actually, was it that's really? What they used to, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they played like the Brazilians. Huh. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but it has to be another Inyo in Fabinho. That is right. Yeah, yeah. And, and the guy has got a uh, a pretty impressive resume. Yeah, uh, yeah. Won the French League, won the Premier League, won the Champions League, won the FA Cup, won the Community Shield, won the Club World Cup, um, and uh, is a very important player on uh, Liverpool. No question. Did he score yesterday? I'm trying to remember if he did. did he? I don't think he did. I don't think he no? did. No? Okay. Okay. I thought I thought he might have. Yeah. I think it might have been... Um, one of the center backs that scored. They had a couple of guys. Oh yeah, it was Martip. Martip scored. Yeah, Martip. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Gakpo scores. He's obviously that's why they brought him. But yeah, Martip doesn't score many goals. It was a nice header. I yeah. remember, but uh, yeah, he doesn't score too many. But yeah, but yeah, he's he's been a good one for sure. Okay, time for this part of the show. Now time for Adam's weekend soccer TV tip. All right, I know there's some good games coming up. Why don't you tell everybody what they are? Yeah, I mean, the nice thing is, I mean, if you're a Premier League fan, so basically starting Saturday all the way through till Thursday, there's a game every day. So that's the nice thing. So we've got games all next week. 
um, some good ones and some teams that uh, you know are fighting for relegation. You, you're going to get we're going to get a lot of results as to what's happening. But when I look at the games, and it's a tough one because there's a really a, a, some really good ones. I'm going to pick two, but they're both at the same time. So people are going to have to figure out how they're going to watch this. The two games I think are going to be really good. One's a relegation battle. And like you said, you're concerned about Leeds. They play Bournemouth on Sunday at 8 a.m. So that would be a really good one. I mean, that's a fight for fight for your life type of a game. Right. And then the other one, I mean, I'll give got to give Unai Emery all the credit. And this is a big game for them because it might push them over the hump, especially if Man United have a bit of a rough run. Fourth versus fifth, Man United versus Aston Villa. Villa gets a win. I know they've played a couple more games. That would be a huge win. And remember, they were in 17th place when Uno Uno Emery took over. I mean, why why not give him coach of the year? I mean, he's certainly been as good a candidate as anybody to win that because he's done it. So... I know our good friend Todd's going to be happy for another prediction. The last time we predicted it, they won comfortably. So maybe we'll continue with that uh, victories for Aston Villa when we pick them as the game of the week. So Man United, Aston Villa, and Bournemouth leads. See if you can pick one of those two. So is it Manchester? It's in Manchester, though, right? It's uh... it's at Old Trafford. Yeah. Yes, it's okay. at Old Trafford. Yeah. So that's uh, a challenge. But- yeah, but they can do it, and obviously, you know, Man United uh, playing playing, you know, better than what they were from after the Europe, Europa League loss. Um, but Aston Villa on a great run, you know, no question. I mean, they've got four of their last five victories, so they're in good shape. Okay, uh, free kicks is brought to you by Green White Soccer Club. That's where I've been the last three nights. Uh, you've had like three hundred kids try out for the team this year which brilliant yeah, yeah. brilliant uh, 67 years of soccer excellence green white provides a great travel soccer program for kids of all ages and grown-ups too uh, i know we have uh, two teams that are playing that have guys that are over 50 on them, so you can play for this forever led by former world cup player and coach mustafa edders go to greenwhitesoccer.org all right, we have some people to thank. Uh, executive producer Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Uh, Opie is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Free Kicks. The preceding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up?